Hello, and welcome to Health Savings News, the podcast about healthcare costs in America and how to save money on the often expensive care all kinds of people need. I'm your host, Evan O'Connor, joined by retired doctors Rich Sagel and Mike Woods. How are you guys doing today? Uh, good. Good, thank you. Excellent. Each episode, we discuss healthcare costs in America, offer tips for saving money, and relevant news that affects and reflects the expensive landscape of healthcare in America. This week's topic is excessive use and overdose of vitamins and minerals. In recommended doses, vitamins and minerals are essential for good health, but excessive amounts waste money and can be dangerous or occasionally fatal. More than half of American adults report using at least one vitamin supplement per month, but a federal panel of health experts suggests they may be wasting their time and money. Research has found that multivitamins don't reduce the risk of heart disease, cancer, cognitive decline, or an early death. Vitamins and minerals carry out and help with numerous day-to-day functions in your body. Most of these involve biochemical reactions. Vitamins and some minerals are micronutrients because they are needed in small amounts. They serve as catalysts, which are substances that increase the rate of a chemical reaction without undergoing any permanent chemical change themselves. Some minerals are needed in larger amounts because they are part of the structural parts of the body, such as calcium, phosphorus, and sodium. The difference between a vitamin and a mineral is that vitamins are organic and minerals are inorganic. They all serve important functions with the immune system, with vision, with bone strength, with muscle and nerve function, circulation, repairing damaged cells, converting food for energy, and heart function. Most of these substances are not made in your body, so you have to take them from your diet. Yeah, most people get all the vitamins and minerals they need from their diet. It is only those with certain medical conditions or restricted diets that need supplemental intake. Even then, for the most part, these situations can be temporary and the amounts required to really exceed recommended daily amounts. And when you get higher amounts, they are usually only a short-term measure that should be taken only on the advice of your doctor or your dietitian. Vitamins and mineral supplements may be recommended in certain circumstances to correct deficiencies, such as folate for women who are pregnant or planning a pregnancy. Others who may be at a risk of a vitamin or mineral deficiency include women who are breastfeeding or have heavy periods, people with malabsorption problems such as diarrhea, celiac disease, cystic fibrosis, or pancreatitis, people who smoke, drink in excess, or use illegal drugs, crash dieters are those who follow very strict diets, the elderly, especially those who are disabled or chronically ill, some vegetarians and vegans who are not careful with their diet and supplements, and people with food allergies. The two most common ways uh, people get excessive vitamin in minerals is in fortified foods, uh, such as cereals, a snack bar, and sports drinks, and using individual or multivitamin and or mineral supplements. They're usually taken for perceived nutrient gaps, especially those with poor dietary habits. They take them to increase the possibility of better overall health and energy, uh, maybe to prevent cancer, heart, eye, and other diseases. While it's commonly thought that vitamins and minerals can alleviate problems you might not even know you have or prevent problems you could possibly develop, with few exceptions, it is surprising how little evidence there is to support the routine use of vitamin and mineral supplements in otherwise healthy people. 
For prevention, uh, vitamins are most likely useful if you actually have a risk factor for a specific disease that vitamins can help with. Uh, the one that currently comes to mind is using Prezivision or similar multivitamins for reducing uh, the risk of macular degeneration if it runs in your family. Since vitamins and minerals are not regulated by the FDA, which is a Food and Drug Administration, it's not regulated in the same ways that prescription medicines or over-the-counter drugs are, there is no guarantee that the pills contain what the label says they do contain. A pill may have more or less of a vitamin or mineral than the package says it does, or the pill may not contain any of what's stated on the label, or it may contain other substances altogether. When you take a multivitamin or any multi-ingredient supplement, you need to consider each ingredient separately, including those that are not vitamins or minerals. The actual amount of an active ingredient can vary from pill to pill and from brand to brand. There is no way to be 100% sure of how much you're taking. There may also be unlisted ingredients which may have some effect. Before supplements come to the market, it's really only up to the manufacturer to determine if a product is safe and whether the, their labeling information is truthful and not misleading. The FDA can take action against such products uh, that are deemed unsafe or that have misleading claims and improper labeling, but they can only do it after it comes to market when they're notified about complaints uh, related to the supplement. Many people fall into the trap of believing that if a little vitamin or mineral is good for you, then a lot is a lot better. This is an example of false reasoning. As we will discuss, taking too much of a vitamin or a mineral may be harmful. Yeah, I suspect most people are aware how dangerous vitamins can be if taken in excessive amounts. Uh, they'd also be surprised to learn that in uh, 2017, vitamins caused almost 60,000 toxic exposures in the United States, uh, many of which were fatal. You also have to consider that 75% of these were in children less than five years old uh, who don't know any better than to take unknown pills and substances. Children are at the highest risk for these overdoses, and the overdoses that they are most likely to get are large amounts of vitamin A, uh, zinc, and niacin which a lot of people who take supplements have around in their house. So to understand uh, how vitamins can be toxic, it's really important to know that there are two ways vitamins can travel and are stored in the body. There are fat-soluble vitamins, which dissolve in fats that travel in the bloodstream to where they are needed, and they get deposited in fatty tissue. Now, fatty tissue turns over very slowly, so fat-soluble vitamins are slowly eliminated from the body, mostly in the stool. And for these two reasons, uh, fat-soluble vitamins can accumulate in the body if taken too often or in excessive amounts. Uh, water-soluble vitamins dissolve directly in the bloodstream and are quickly absorbed in the sites where they are needed, and excessive amounts are limited in the urine. Water-soluble vitamins usually need to be taken more often and very rarely accumulate uh, in the body like the fat-soluble vitamins do. But despite this, there is an amount beyond which the vitamin will accumulate uh, and begin to cause short-term and occasionally long-term problems if there's been damage to the body. The amount varies by the vitamin. Taking mega doses of water-soluble vitamins leads to expensive urine, while taking excessive doses of fat-soluble items produces expensive feces. The fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, D, E, and K. Vitamin A is important for vision, maintaining immune system response, 
and supporting normal organ function. More vitamin poisonings occur with vitamin A than any other vitamin. Acute toxicity can cause reddening, irritation, and patchy peeling of the skin, while chronic toxicity can cause more severe symptoms including increased fluid pressure in the skull, or which is called intracranial hypertension, vision changes, migraines, coma, and even death. Vitamin D helps with calcium absorption and building bones. Pre-vitamin D can be produced in the skin by sun exposure, but many people, either chronically or seasonally, may not get enough sun exposure and, and need vitamin D supplements. Vitamin D toxicity can lead to abnormally high levels of calcium in the blood, which could result in kidney stones, nausea, recurrent vomiting, constipation, excessive thirst, confusion, and occasionally normal and occasionally abnormal heart rhythm. High chronic doses of vitamin D have also linked to increased risk of cancer, heart problems, bone fractures, and even death. Vitamin E functions as an antioxidant to protect and repair the body's cells from damage. Excessive long-term use of vitamin E increases the risk of prostate cancer in men, stroke, and intracranial bleeding. Vitamin K, the last of the fat-soluble vitamins, is important for blood clotting. Although extremely rare, vitamin K toxicity can result in liver damage with jaundice, elevated bilirubin, and hemolytic anemia, which is breakdown of the red cells. Other symptoms include difficulty breathing, muscle stiffness, trouble swallowing, swelling, and rashes. Water-soluble vitamins, uh, we talked about the B vitamin complex and vitamin C. Uh, because they're water-soluble, we talked about they don't build up in excessive amounts chronically, but some of these vitamins are actually active by themselves and can cause symptoms. So there are eight B vitamins, B1 or thiamine, B2 or riboflavin, B3, which is niacin, uh, B5, which is pantothenic acid, B6, which is pyridoxine, B7 or biotin, B9, folate or folic acid, and B12, cobalamin. In combination, they're extremely important for the overall body metabolism and for the health of skin, hair, brain, and muscle. Uh, Significant toxicity is only possible from excessive amounts of niacin, pyridoxine, and folic acid. Again, because the molecule itself is active within the body. Uh, For example, excessive niacin can affect blood vessels and cause dilation of blood vessels, uh, which result in uh, flushing, itchiness, and burning in the skin. Uh, Long-term toxicity can also damage the liver, especially if you already have pre-existing liver disease, and in high enough doses can even result in death. Excessive pyridoxine or vitamin B6 can cause skin lesions, trouble with the digestion, headaches, irritability and fatigue, depression, and nerve damage, which frequently can result in a loss of coordination, sensation in the the legs, hands, and feet, loss of sensitivity to touch, difficulty walking, and even uh, loss of sensation to vibration or temperature. Even more, excessive amounts of folic acid can can accelerate age-related mental decline, impair the immune system, mask a potentially severe vitamin B12 deficiency, and even increase the likelihood of cancer recurrence. So as we talked about above, not only does excessive vitamins and minerals not prevent cancer, in many cases it actually can increase the risk. 
Uh, vitamin C, also known as ascorbic acid, uh, it functions as an antioxidant that prevents damage to cells and enhances the growth and repair of tissues in the body. It's not normally toxic, but if you take too much of it, you can get some GI symptoms. Uh, many minerals are essential for good health. Some minerals like iron, sodium, calcium, potassium, and phosphorus are needed in larger amounts because they are significant parts of your body's structure. Others are only needed in small amounts and are similar to vitamins and function as catalysts or cofactors in chemical reactions in your body. All of these minerals are readily available in any good diet and amounts that healthy individuals require. And supplements are only needed for specific conditions, uh, such as iron with most types of anemia, calcium for individuals with significant loss of bone mass, uh, sodium for those who lose significant amounts of salt in their sweat, like uh, people with cystic fibrosis, and potassium for excessive loss with diarrhea or certain kidney conditions. It's important to remember that like vitamins, excessive mineral intake can be eliminated up to a point, but accumulation of some minerals can cause problems. Most essential minerals can cause severe problems if taken in high enough doses. So let's start with the structural minerals, and probably the one that most of you are familiar with is calcium, because it's an important part of bone and tooth structure, and it's also a necessary part of normal blood clotting, uh, maintaining blood pressure, secretion of hormones, uh, activation of metabolic enzymes, and the proper functioning of nerves, cells, muscles, and the heart. Accumulation of calcium in the blood can result in a regular heartbeat, even cardiac arrest. It can result in muscle pain, mood changes, abdominal pain, kidney stones, and vascular and soft tissue calcification. Fluoride, although not an essential mineral, helps to strengthen teeth and bones. Excessive amounts of fluoride can occur, but it's significantly more than we get from fluoridated drinking water. Excessive amounts of fluoride may cause mottling or brown staining of the teeth, abdominal pain with nausea, vomiting and diarrhea, headache, abnormal taste in the mouth, eye irritation, abnormal calcium and potassium levels in the blood, tremors and weakness, breathing problems, slow heart rate, or even cardiac arrest. Iron is a major component of hemoglobin, which is the chemical that carries oxygen in your blood, and of myoglobin that is needed for muscle structure and function. So iron is necessary for the manufacture of red blood cells and muscle cells. It is also needed for certain chemical reactions in the body and for the manufacture of amino acids, structural collagen, neurotransmitters, and hormones. Excessive amounts of iron can damage the lungs, liver, and intestinal tract. It can also cause headaches, dehydration, low blood pressure, weak pulse, drowsiness, seizures, and even coma. Phosphorus is important for the building and protecting of bones and teeth. It's also an important part of phospholipids, which are the substances that carry lipids in the blood and help move nutri nutrients in and out of cells. It's also important in the formation of DNA and RNA, and it helps to convert food into energy. Excessive amounts of, of phosphorus lower calcium levels and can result in bone loss, muscle problems, and increased risk of heart attacks and stroke. Now, potassium is another uh, major component of your blood and other bodily fluids. 
It's uh, very crucial for maintaining a regular heartbeat, a normal muscle contraction, and uh, proper nerve conduction. Excessive amounts can cause muscle weakness, abdominal cramping, tingling and numbness, and serious and sometimes fatal heart arrhythmias. Sodium is a significant component of the blood and helps to balance fluids in the body. It's needed for muscle contractions and normal nerve impulses and is involved in the regulation of blood pressure. Excessive amounts of sodium result in what's called hypernatremia, which can cause an increased thirst, weakness, increased blood pressure, generalized swelling, fluid buildup, muscle spasms, kidney damage, cellular damage, seizures, and coma. Sulfur is an important part of some proteins, especially those needed for healthy hair, skin, and nails. Uh, although excessive amounts of sulfur may result in a burning sensation of diarrhea, there's really no reported severe reactions to overdoses or excessive doses of sulfur. Iodine could be in both categories since it's a crucial part of thyroid hormone, but is also needed for proper nerve and muscle function, reproduction, and growth. Excessive amounts of fluoride disrupt thyroid function and can result in thyroiditis, which is inflammation of the thyroid, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, and thyroid papular cancer. Symptoms of excess iodine can include delirium, stupor, shock, and occasionally death. Uh, the next group is the minerals that are needed uh, as part of biochemical reactions. Chromium improves the activity of insulin, helps maintain normal blood glucose level, and is needed to free energy from glucose. Excessive amounts of chromium can result in asthma, lung and nasal ulcers, including progression into cancers, can cause skin allergies, reproductive and developmental problems, and death if used in very high amounts. Copper has an important role in iron metabolism, the immune system, and making red blood cells. Excessive amounts of copper can cause fever, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle spasms and weakness, and a metallic taste in the mouth. Very high doses can result in destruction of red blood cells, which is hemolytic anemia, kidney failure, liver damage with jaundice, and even death. Uh, magnesium uh, helps in the regulation of muscle and nerve function, helps regulate blood sugar, blood pressure, and is part of the manufacture of proteins, bone, and DNA. Excessive amounts can result in an irregular heartbeat, which could even progress to cardiac arrest. Manganese has a role in bone formation and assists in metabolizing amino acids, cholesterol, and carbohydrates. Excessive amounts of manganese can cause personality changes, tremor, abnormal walking, headaches, trouble speaking, overactive reflexes, muscle contractions, breathing problems, low blood pressure, slow heart rate, hallucinations, and psychosis. Molybdenum is an important part of many enzymes that are essential for protein and nucleic acid metabolism. Excessive amounts of molybdenum can cause achy joints, gout-like symptoms, and high blood levels of uric acid, which can result in kidney stones. Selenium helps regulate thyroid hormone activity and acts as an antioxidant that neutralizes unstable molecules that can cause damage. Excessive amounts of selenium can result in hair and nail loss or brittleness, lesions of the skin and nervous system, skin rashes, mottled teeth, fatigue, and mood irritability. 
Finally, zinc is needed for proper growth, the making of DNA, taste perception, supporting wound healing, immune function, and reproductive health, including regulation of ovulation and normal semen function. Excessive amounts of zinc can result in symptoms of fever, chills, cough, headache, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, and diarrhea. It can also cause uh, significant gut irritation, gastrointestinal bleeding, uh, lowering of the good cholesterol, and loss of taste and smell. It can also cause copper deficiency and all of the complications of that and result in frequent infections. To sum up, large amounts or megadoses of vitamins or minerals are expensive and have no benefit and the potential for harm when taken in amounts that exceed the body's ability to eliminate the excess. Aside from extremely expensive urine and stool, there are many symptoms and consequences that vary from mild to serious to fatal, depending on the specific vitamin or mineral and the amount taken. It's also important to remember when seeing a physician make sure they know all the vitamins and mineral supplements you're taking because that may affect their prescribing practices. And again, I want to just reiterate the advice if you uh, feel like you want or need to take high doses of vitamin and minerals, please check with your healthcare provider first. He or she will be able to give you even more details about the consequences of excessive vitamin and mineral intake. One of the rotating segments we'll feature on Health Savings News is debunking health myths. Health myths and misinformation often spread wider and faster than true accurate information and can be harmful to public health. Some myths have circulated for decades, and some of the ones that are new are recycled of long debunked ideas. A recent Cochrane Collaborative report came out saying that wearing masks had no effect on the transmissibility of the COVID virus. This has caused a lot of consternation and debate. Most people feel that this is an inaccurate conclusion, and the Cochrane, report, the Cochrane study group was unduly influenced by certain members who have long-standing position against masks and vaccines. Even though there may have been that bias associated with the study, I actually looked at the study myself, and none of the conclusions in the study were actually all that firm. And my overall impression of it was that it has really nothing to contribute to any decision-making when it comes to your personal preference for using a mask or for any recommendations that may come from the CDC or other uh, regulating institutions. If someone is interested in learning about the problems with this report, I strongly suggest they go to the Science-Based Medicine website and read the latest entry by Dr. Stephen Novella. And we'll put a link to that report in the show notes. The last segment of each episode, we suggest some of the culture, art, entertainment, and social causes we've been engaged with to each other and our listeners. This week, I'm suggesting The House of Pod, a humor-adjacent medical podcast hosted by Kave Hoda. It's informative without being too serious, features knowledgeable guests, and speaks on a level where anyone listening can comprehend what they're saying. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Health Savings News. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show. It really does help. You can follow at NeedyMeds on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Mastodon. You can follow at Health Saving Pod 
on Twitter for as long as Twitter stays around for updates specific to this podcast and send questions, comments, and topic suggestions to podcast at needymeds.org. Our music is composed by Samuel Ruan Miller. His music can be found at musicisadirtyword.bandcamp.com. The Health Savings News Podcast is produced by me, Evan O'Connor. All the sources we use in our research can be found in this episode's podcast description on our website or your podcast app of choice. Health Savings News is not intended to substitute professional, medical, financial, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional or appropriate professional with any questions. Views expressed in Health Savings News are solely those of the individual expressing them. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent the views of Health Savings News, other contributors, the Needed Meds organization, or staff. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you in two weeks with our next episode. Do you need help affording your prescription medications? Are you a patient advocate or healthcare provider who wants to help your patients afford their healthcare? Needy Meds is a nonprofit information resource that connects people to programs that will help them afford their medications and other healthcare costs. Our mission is to educate and empower those seeking affordable health care with a vision of affordable health care for all. We achieve our mission by providing databases of information on patient assistance programs that provide medications at low or no cost for those that qualify, coupons and rebates for prescription and over-the-counter medications, free, low-cost, and sliding scale clinics searchable by zip code, recreational camps and retreats, as well as academic scholarships for people of all ages affected by chronic health conditions. Nonprofit and state-sponsored programs that provide various forms of direct assistance to patients based on diagnosis, including financial assistance, testing and screenings, assistive technology, durable medical equipment, home or vehicle modifications, travel expenses, lodging, delivered meals or access to a food pantry, home care, child care, service animals, animal-assisted therapy, clothing, wigs, scarves, and much more. Needy Meds also offers a free drug discount card that can be used at over 65,000 participating pharmacies in the United States to save up to 80% on the cash price of your prescriptions. There's no registration or activation, never any personal information is collected, and no restrictions on income or immigration status. The Needy Meds Drug Discount Card is available as a physical card, a printable version, and a smartphone app. All of our information and the Needy Meds Drug Discount Card is available for free at needymeds.org or through our toll-free helpline at 1-800-503-6897. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Needy Meds has been helping patients access and afford their health care for over 20 years. Find assistance for yourself, a patient, or a loved one at needymeds.org or toll-free at 1-800-503-6897. Needy Meds is a 501c3 national nonprofit organization. You can find our financial information as well as donate to our ongoing work at needymeds.org.